Hello, and welcome to Leadership Stories with Dr. Mary, helping leaders lead with their best life story. I'm Dr. Mary Mkandawiri, medical doctor, now turned leadership consultant, and a lifelong lover of great stories. Each week, I combine my passion for great stories with my passion for great leadership to bring you inspiring as well as actionable tips and strategies to help you love your life, lead with impact, and transform your world. Thanks for joining me today. Let's jump straight into your weekly dose of leadership stories. And as usual, joining me for a conversation today is my producer, Yami. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's always amazing to mm. join you in these conversations. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is entitled The Stories We Tell Ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And I just really wanted to speak to the people in this COVID-19 yes. crisis. Yes. Yeah. There's so many stories we are telling ourselves. Mm. And I think it's sometimes we're not aware we're telling mm-hmm. ourselves these stories. Mm-hmm. So. So I'm very fascinated to hear how you're going <laughs> to yeah. unpack that um, and right. as, as we just dive into mm. this reality now in yeah. The, yeah. Um, all over the place. So, so what yeah. do you actually mean when you say stories okay. we tell ourselves? All right. So you want to get into this? Yeah, let's jump let's in. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So we know we're living in some crazy times, right, with this yeah. COVID-19 pandemic just wreaking havoc across the globe Mm. and it seems like everything about the world as we know it has been turned upside down Mm. you know everyone is talking about this new normal the Mm. old day-to-day familiar routines everything that used to make life normal is gone going to work going to school to the shops out to eat the gym having meetings going to church Mm. all that has changed Mm. you know seems like we've lost a lot we've lost everything we've lost our freedom We're no longer able to move about the way we used to. We've lost human touch. Things like the hugs, handshakes, Mm -hmm. high fives, those are gone. And people have lost their security. They've lost their jobs, their livelihoods, money. People have lost their health. People have lost their lives. And that's creating a lot of fear. You know, we're afraid of getting the disease. We're afraid of accidentally touching someone who has the disease or breathing in their air. We're afraid of what the future holds. We're afraid of the unknown. There's this fear of death. You know what? All human fears can actually be traced down to the fear of personal harm and ultimately the fear of death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid of dogs, snakes, heights, afraid of flying, mm-hmm. the underlying fear there is the fear of death. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're yeah. afraid that the dog might bite you, it might harm you, you might get rabies, you might die. The snake might be poisonous. It could bite you and you'd die. Mm. You could fall off the height, break your neck and die. The plane might crash and you'd die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, that's mm-hmm. where I think in the moment you're not really thinking about that, but the act of fear mm. that is speaking and causing the other minor fears, if I'm to even use that word, Mm. And it's just not like, hey, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's more like, you might get hurt and die. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, and and the reality of this COVID-19, I was even watching a movie mm. and seeing people 
touching each other. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you it's amazing, isn't hands. it? Yeah. It's amazing how it's things like, have changed in the space of a few months. Yeah. Huh? It's, Weeks even. Yeah. yeah. You're like, no, mm. you just can't. No, you got to wash your, no, where's yeah. your, where's your sanitizer, you know? So, so I yeah. think uh, that reality of just being in places or touching a surface or something and, and mm-hmm. catching this disease. Mm and dying is is something Mm -hmm. that's really controlling our narratives and how we're doing life Mm -hmm. and how we are going uh, every other day with our you know rhythms it's basically Mm -hmm. changed our rhythms as well yeah uh, as you just put it so Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's literally that fear of death Mm. yeah um, that that is almost telling us how we should be doing life to an mm, extent. Mm. And I like that you said that it's changing our, the narratives, right? Mm. You use that word. And when we look closely at our fears, we realize that our fear doesn't come from the thing itself. Mm. Our fear comes from the story that we tell ourselves about the thing. So if you see a dog coming towards you, you're not actually afraid of the dog, the dog. itself. You're yeah. afraid of what it might do, do. to you. You know, that fear of the unknown, this dog is going to bite me, it's going to hurt me, it's going to do something to me. You're not afraid of the actual plane, you know. You're afraid that it will crash and you'll die, you know, you burn and die. Despite not so many planes. Exactly. uh, Getting in those Mm -hmm. kind of places. Mm. But it's a story I'm telling myself Mm -hmm. that I'm going to get in this plane and it's going to, you hit turbulence and it's crazy and wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we're talking about the, the story that you tell yourself, it's really important what you choose to focus on. Mm-hmm. When you focus on what could possibly go wrong, mm. that's when you start to be overcome by fear, when you're focusing on the negative. Yeah. But what would happen if we focused on the positive? positive? What would focus on if we focused on what could possibly go right instead? Mm. And I think yeah. our natural instinct is to focus on the negative, mm. on the scary. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it feeds our fears. Exactly. Um, and sometimes we, I've heard it said, I probably have said it, that sometimes when you're afraid, you're a little bit more careful. But a lot of times <laughs> when I'm afraid, mm. I'm crippled. You get what, paralyzed. Yeah, I get paralyzed. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do anything. And mm. I feel like we... Um, we tolerate fear in the name mm-hmm. of it's going to inform my decisions, but I think no. it, it, it mm-hmm. shapes me in the worst of ways. Mm-hmm. It pushes me to do things that after that I regret. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I uh, buy that? Why did I mm-hmm. say that? Because I was afraid. Yeah, yeah. And contrary to that, you know, People might think that fear helps them to make careful decisions, yeah, but yeah. fear actually does paralyze. Can mm. I share some research with, okay. with you and Go our listeners yeah. about, because somebody actually did uh-huh. a 10-year, he called it a 10-year luck study. Okay. And basically he wanted to know why some people are consistently lucky in life, yeah. while other people always seem to be unlucky. So over 10 years, he had over 400 people um, going through his study. There were men, there were women, and the youngest was 18, the oldest was 84, and they came from all walks of life. So when all was said and done, after the 10 years, he discovered that people essentially create their own luck. 
If you're unlucky, you've created that bad luck. If you are lucky, you've created your own good luck. And it's all a matter of the story you tell yourself about what happens to you. Because the lucky and unlucky people, they all went through similar life circumstances, but it was the story they told themselves about what they were going through. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. basically what I am going through, the way I interpret it Mm -hmm. as a... I think life, we interpret life, right? So mm. the way I'm interpreting what I'm going through, mm. if it's just sitting in the negative, mm-hmm. um, that's all I'm going to see. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to Yeah, fascinate it. Okay. Let me tell you about some of the, the experiments that he did, if okay. you like, in his yeah, study. Please. Okay. So the first one was, basic other research has shown that athletes who win bronze medals at the Olympic Games are happier than those who win silver medals because of the way they view their performance. So silver medalists, yeah, (laughs) silver medalists focus on the idea that if only I had performed just slightly better then I might have won a gold medal. Whereas bronze medalists, they focus on the idea that if I had performed slightly worse, I wouldn't wow. have won any medal at all. So bronze medalists are simply happy to be there on that podium. This is interesting. Yeah. So in his study, Professor Wiseman, yeah. you know, he gave his participants a bank robbery scenario. Mm-hmm. So he said, you're waiting to be served in a bank and an armed robber suddenly comes in. He fires a shot and the bullet hits you in the arm. And he asks, would this event be lucky or unlucky? I would ask you, but I don't, it's, I don't want you to. Yeah, just, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, please. Let me tell you what uh-huh. happened. So unlucky people tended to focus on the negative. They would say things, oh, yeah, that would just be my luck to be in the bank at the time of a robbery and just my luck to be the one who gets shot and gets shot in my, my best arm, my right arm or something like that. Whereas lucky people, on the other hand, they focus on the positive they thought like how the situation could have been much worse. So one lucky participant commented, it's lucky because you could have been shot in the head and died. And also you've lived to tell the story. So you could (laughs) give your story to the newspapers and make some money. Make some money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Insurance. (laughs) Insurance. (laughs) So Professor Wiseman in his report, he writes, the differences between the lucky and unlucky people were striking. Lucky people tend to imagine spontaneously how the bad luck they encounter could have been worse. And in doing so, they feel much better about themselves and their lives. This in turn helps keep their expectations about the future high and increases the likelihood of them continuing to live a lucky life. So lucky people are creating their own luck because of their mindset, their outlook, their perspective, the story that they're telling themselves about their life. So another test that Professor Wiseman did was the newspaper test. Participants were given a newspaper and were asked to count the number of pictures in the newspaper. The lucky participants knew within seconds exactly how many pictures there were. The unlucky participants were still counting Counting. through the pages minutes later. What what was the diff- how did the lucky ones know quickly? Good question. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is what happened. On the second page of the newspaper, there was a, a notice stop counting. There are forty-three photographs <laughs> in this newspaper. Oh, and now God. this wasn't a tiny little notice. Yeah. 
this message was about, you know, it took up half the page and it was in big, bold font that was over two inches high. So it was staring everyone in the face, but the unlucky people tended to miss it and the lucky people spotted it. And then just in case, you know, just to make sure, the researchers put a second large message halfway through the newspaper, which said, stop counting. Tell the experimenter you've seen this and win 250 pounds. And again... The unlucky people missed missed it. it. They missed it. 200 pounds. (laughs) But you know why they missed it? So they did personality tests on these people. Yeah. And it showed that unlucky people were generally more tense and anxious than Mm. lucky people. And Mm. that disrupted their ability to see these messages that were right in front of their eyes. You know, if you remember your high school biology, flight or fight response, when you start becoming anxious and you're nervous and what have you, you actually start thinking with a different part of your brain. You start thinking with the part of your brain, which is reflex. Because if you're being chased by a lion, you don't need to start thinking about that. You just need your reflexes to kick in. right? So when you're anxious and what have you, you're thinking from that kind of brain. But when you're relaxed, you're thinking from the creative part of your brain. So it's literally, you know, a change in your biology. Yeah, (laughs) that's good to know. Yeah. So the story you tell yourself, if you're telling yourself negative stories, then you're yeah. always in that place Reflex of the, the, place. the fight or flight yeah. response. Yeah. But when you're telling yourself positive stories, then you're thinking from your creative, creative part, of, part your brain. of your brain. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That sure. changes how we think about what we tell ourselves. It changes what we think about, you know, yeah. what we tell ourselves. And it also puts into perspective you know, I don't want to compare the Bible and science, but yeah. I know the Bible is the truth and the science has kind of verified it now. Yeah. Because in the Bible, it tells us in Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8, be anxious for nothing, nothing. Yeah. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which yes. surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, right now that too many of us are meditating on the bad reports in social media, on fake news, on doom and gloom, reports that are paralyzing us and making it so hard for us to imagine a better future. Yeah. Yes, we're going through difficult times right now. Yeah. This is not the first time and it probably won't be the last time for humanity to pass through tough times. Yeah. But the key is we're passing through. We will come out on the other side. Yeah. And when we come out, you need to be ready. But yeah. it starts now. It starts with the story you're telling yourself while you're passing through. So, Yami, you're a pastor. And mm-hmm. you put on your pastor hat just for a couple <laughs> of minutes and encourage the people out yes. there in this time. Yeah, um, I think uh, realistically, um, this is hard. But I, I've been telling our people that life is hard, but God is good. Mm. And, Amen. And the reality that Jesus went to the cross was not simply to deny that life is not hard. Um, life is so hard that God's son went to the cross and laid down his life for us mm. so we could find our security, our peace, and mm. actually find life in him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for a lot of us, we are seeing how frustrating this time is and, and how painful it is in a lot of ways. But at the same time, this time has 
created opportunities that a lot yeah. of us did not have. Exactly, um, yeah. A lot of us, we were so busy with work, we didn't have time for our families. Mm. And for the first time, mm. we almost feel like we've been stopped in chasing mm. the wind. Yeah. So we can enjoy the people God has gif- given us, uh, the, the kids, the moms mm. and the dads and, and everyone. And, and I don't want you to miss that. Mm. I want mm. you to take time and enjoy the people that matter to you. Yeah. Uh, all this fear of losing life is not simply that we're losing life. We're mm. losing the people that we care about, the mm. things that mm. we care about. And, 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 and I don't believe we need to go back to the normal of chasing the wind. Exactly, uh, yeah. After this whole thing is yeah. gone, I feel like we should uh, rethink our values. And mm. so this for me is an opportunity for, mm-hmm. for people to rethink what is really important to them. Yeah. Uh, what are the things you can live without? What are the things that matter the most to you? And for mm-hmm. me, part of this is reminding me how my family matters to me more than maybe I've even wanted to say it. Out yeah, loud. yeah. And just putting me at that place of what am I willing to do or to give for the sake of my family? Um, and at wow. the same time, um, as a as a leader as well, it's mm. reminded me the importance of community, mm. um, and mm-hmm. and and not just importance of community, uh, but how to care and love for my community. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes we can be so so fast, people can just be statistics and numbers that show up to church or don't oh, wow. show up. Wow. Um, so for me, this is like reminding me that, no, this person has a wife or this mm. mother has two kids. This mm. has a person in a village. How are they doing? This person is running a business wow. here. They can't run in anymore. Therefore, they're going to have to let go 10 people. Mm. How are they handling that? How is their heart? So it's allowing mm. me to see people as people not just as numbers Mm. or statistics or people that are supposed to show up to church but at the Mm. same time it's also reminding me to love my neighbors Mm. um, in a different way and and i know we talk about love your neighbor love your neighbor but i think this has uh, reminded me that the evidence of my faith is how I love other people. That's what Jesus wow, said. So how true. people mm. know you are my disciples by how you love one another? What mm-hmm. the, what's the greatest commandment? Love God and then love your neighbor. Mm. Uh, but so, so for me, these two are so important for me that in a culture where uh, we're so touchy, we're in each other's space, loving mm. neighbor can be like choosing to be a meter away from each other mm. that's that's literally that's choosing to love mm. neighbors wow. and, and as i'm living in community i'm also reminded that i might look young and energetic but i'm surrounded as a leader i'm surrounded by people that have different uh, uh things happening with their bodies that mm. might be a little bit more vulnerable to the disease mm-hmm. so it's allowing me to, ch- to make choices based on love not simply based on this is what i want this mm-hmm. is what i'm gonna get mm-hmm. um, and and as a leader as well understanding that you know by the end of the day jesus said he will build his church and mm. the gifts of hell shall not prevail Hmm. Having my confidence in that has wow. been everything in this because sometimes we carry the hat of we're the ones building the church when actually hmm. it's Jesus doing the work through us. And and when it's about us, we exhaust ourselves. We 
uh, can turn into manipulating people. We can do all mm-hmm. these other things bad leaders do. But when I'm reminded that whether I'm praying at home and calling people to check on them, Jesus is building mm. his church just as he is doing it when people are sitting in the same room with me. It takes away, it makes me humble. It mm. reminds me that it's always been about Jesus. It's yeah. always been about him. Right? And, and mm. he is able to do abundantly more than what mm-hmm. I can think or ask in this situation. So yeah. for me, I think for everyone who is listening, um, mm. my encouragement is uh, find your hope in Jesus alone. Mm. Um, and this has reminded us that all other ground is sinking sand. Yeah. And, and yeah. that is a hard truth, mm. uh, but it's a good truth to be reminded that my career is sinking mm. sand to be um, uh, reminded that the stuff that I have is sinking sand but mm. also to be challenged by God that what I have can be a gift to other people that don't have in a time yeah. like this but also mm. it's given me a very important lesson for my own even as a pastor who's also an entrepreneur that in my plans I can have every plan working great and everything going forward but literally in a snap of a finger, mm. everything can go like it that. It changes just like that. Therefore, what yeah. I value should really, really, really be rooted in who God is and who I am in God. Because all these other things can just vanish like that. But mm. what I have in Christ, I'm fully secure in Him. Therefore, my life and the people I love uh, should be reminded that this is what life is about. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for that. Well, the stories we tell ourselves, we hope you've been encouraged by this episode and you start focusing on the positive even amongst, even in the midst of these difficult circumstances. So that's all we have time for in this episode. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, If you have questions, leave a voice message and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To engage further, follow the links to the website and social media. Thanks for listening. And always remember, you were created to love your life, lead with impact and transform your world.